The Paradox of Choice by Barry Schwartz. One sentence summary. The paradox of choice shows you how today's vast amount of choice makes you frustrated, less likely to choose, more likely to mess up and less happy overall, before giving you concrete strategies and tips to ease the burden of decision making. My favorite quote from the author is, The secret to happiness is low expectations. Barry Schwartz. I think I watched Barry Schwartz's TED Talk three times already. It's over 10 years old, but still mind-blowing. The blinks in Stumbling on Happiness touch on this topic, decision-making. And now I thought I would give the blinks of this book a reread. Barry Schwartz is a professor at Swarthmore College. And he argues that the freedom to choose we so longed for 50 years ago is one of the main roots of our unhappiness today. Here's what I learned. 1. The more options you have, the harder it gets to decide and to decide well. 2. The more options you have, the less happy you will be, no matter what you decide on. 3. Good enough is the best. Become a satisficer. Let's take a closer look. The paradox of choice. Lesson 1. The more options you have, the harder it gets to decide. And to decide well. This answers the question, does more choice help us make better decisions? You can't argue that we don't have enough choice nowadays. Between 1975 and 2008, the average number of products in a supermarket has risen from under 9,000 to over 47,000. When trying to combine speakers, a tuner, an amplifier, a CD player, and a bunch of other components into a stereo system, just one electronic store will give you a massive 6.5 million different combinations for a stereo system. We always claim we want freedom, but Barry Schwartz suggests it might have gotten a little too much. For two reasons. One, having so much choice makes it extremely hard to choose at all. And two, having so much choice makes it extremely likely you'll make a mistake. The research necessary to buy a pair of shoes these days is mind-boggling and could easily be a full-time job. While researching a lot might just be a waste of time for shoes, for health insurance or retirement plans, it's necessary. Some of our choices have big consequences and sadly, the government doesn't make these choices easy for us anymore. 50 years ago, there was exactly one health insurance in the United States, Blue Cross. You got your electricity from one company, heat from another, and that's it. The government pre-selected these for you, but now they don't. The crushing burden of choosing the exact right one is now left to you, the individual. Similarly, a study showed that when students have to choose from an array of snacks three weeks in advance, they'll make wrong assumptions about the future, and therefore choose snacks they end up don't liking. The Paradox of Choice, Lesson 2 The more options you have, the less happy you will be, no matter what you decide on. This answers the question, does the amount of choice we have have a positive effect on our happiness? Okay, let's say you do take on that shoe research internship and dive into the task, ready to find the perfect pair of running shoes. But the more you research, the more you'll come to the conclusion that 1. It's impossible to find the perfect pair and 2. You can never look at all options. This is because as soon as you start comparing two pairs, you'll probably notice one has better benefits the other hasn't and vice versa. So instantly, you imagine a hypothetical pair which has both good qualities but none of the bad ones. The problem with this pair is it doesn't exist. 
What adds to your stress is that just by looking at other pairs, you value the one you favor less. A study by the University of Florida has shown that when consumers are told to put a dollar value on magazines, they'll automatically value a magazine more if they aren't shown other magazines with it. This is called opportunity cost. And just knowing you'll have to miss out on other options will make you less happy. And when you finally overcome that fact and make a decision, you will still wonder about all those other options, even the ones you never looked into. You might even start blaming yourself. After all, you should have found the perfect pair of running shoes with so much choice to choose from, right? The Paradox of Choice, Lesson 3. Good enough is the best. Become a satisficer. This answers the question, how can, we good, how can we make good decisions in such a complicated world with so much choice? Wrong! Have you heard the saying, only the best is good enough? That's wrong. This was Lego's slogan in the 1930s. However, with modern day choice, it should actually be the other way around. Only good enough is the best. Why? Because trying to make the best choice will make you utterly miserable due to the two points above. Instead, try to become what Barry Schwartz calls a satisficer. When you set out to buy new running shoes, come up with a list of criteria up front. What qualities should your running shoes have? Which color? How much will you pay? Once you have decided these, go out and start looking. Now you can put all potential choices in one of two buckets. Category number one fits your criteria. Category number two doesn't fit your criteria. And the moment you find a pair that belongs into the first bucket, you buy it. And that's it. The only way to get rid of the terror of choice is to artificially limit it. Just like people with good habits limit themselves by deciding upfront what they'll have for breakfast, you too can limit your choice by setting some rules. And trust me, you will be much happier for it. My personal takeaways from the paradox of choice for 2017. This is one of my favorite books of all time because the gist of it is don't worry everyone's overwhelmed and you know what it's okay to make some rules to miss out on some stuff and that's so important especially I feel for young people I, I, the younger the people I look at are the more I have this feeling that they're so overwhelmed by all these options and possibilities we have so Artificially putting limits on your life is one of the most liberating feelings um, I've come across in my in all of my self-improvement research and so on I've done. <clears throat> um, here are some fun ways I think you can do this and some practical examples where I've used this satisficer strategy. So again, the gist of it is, uh, as a satisficer, you will define some criteria for what you're looking for up front. And the first item you find that fits into that category that serves all your criteria is good enough. And so you'll go for that one and not start looking for the perfect, uh, the perfect combination of things which doesn't exist. So that's the idea. Uh, some ways I have used this. Uh, in Germany, it's very popular for students to live in a shared flat with several roommates. So sometimes when one moves out, we would have to find a new roommate and a lot of time a lot of the time students turn this into a sort of casting almost like uh, like a casting show like uh, like america's got talent or whatever 
where they invite so many people and they, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, what do you bring to the table? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, what do you bring to the table? And that's horrible to me. Sometimes people will invite 20, 30, 40 people for a single room. I was like, this is stupid. And uh, when we had the situation where we needed to find someone new in the flat I was living in, I told my roommates, here's what we're going to do. We're going to invite three people. And if we don't like any one of these three people, we'll invite three more. And so that's exactly what we did. We put up the ad. We got 50 requests in a single day. We invited three people. And it did actually turn out that we didn't like those three people. So then we went in again, set up three more appointments, and then we found one, picked one, and that was it. And it was so stress-free, no problem. We could spend a half an hour with each of the, the participants, uh, each of the applicants. We didn't have to invite 50 people and all show them our house at once and so on. And we really got to know the people, so that was great. Uh, another example is picking cars or buying a car. Uh, I mean, first of all, think a lot about before you buy a car because uh, buying a car, a car is always a liability. You have to pay maintenance and insurance and gas and it, it depreciates and so on. So first of all, think a lot about buying a car in general. And second, once you know you're buying a car, specify what color do I want, what model, what engine, what kind of seat color, I don't know specify these things then look around with this list of criteria go around and when you find the list look at the cheapest one check out if the guy is, is serious and then message him try to get it from him or her and if you don't if it doesn't work out you can apply for the next one don't go like okay i'm gonna have this and this and this and then build up this pool of of great choices that where you have like 50 different cars in there and then you contact everybody oh my god just go one by one and the last one is shoes. That's a great example. Um, sticking with it from the summary. If I have a pair of shoes I like, I like the Adidas Superstar model, you know, the old school ones. Um, I have one. It's it's completely torn. There's holes in them. It, inside, everything is, uh, everything is torn and, and worn out. So I'm just going to buy the same ones. I like those. I'm going to buy the same ones. And when they're done, I'll get the next pair. Um, I think that's a wonderful strategy to make your life so much easier so many time so many people spend spend so much time shopping for shoes it's insane um and lastly there's one funny thing you can do if it really doesn't matter and you can't decide flip a coin and the funny thing about the coin toss is uh if it's really if it really doesn't matter and you like both choices equally you will be happy with either result of the coin flip but if you don't, and if you actually prefer one option, the coin toss will show you because you flip the coin and if it's in the air and you go like, oh my God, I want it to come out heads, then you actually know that which option you should be choosing. So that's how you can use a coin flip for making better decisions. I hope you enjoyed this one. It's one of the best books and one of the best sort of rules I came across. Highly recommend it and see you on the next summary.